Amen. You know, that song is so true. Come as you are with whatever hurts, hang-ups, habits, heartaches you got. But it's not stay as you are. It's come as you are, but don't stay as you are. That's the whole point, right? Now, it's easy in a religious experience or environment to, you know, to, to feel excited about something, maybe to have some sort of reaction or whatever, and then it becomes a challenge to flesh out what it means to not stay as you are, but to be something different. And so we're going to be looking over the next four weeks at something that I believe can help every single one of us. It's a message series. We're just going to call it Daily Wisdom from the Book of Proverbs. And I want to unashamedly go ahead and let you know that the goal of this whole exercise is not just to learn, but it is to challenge each of us to commit to going through and reading some of God's Word every day. So I'm going to repeat this because repetition is oftentimes the best teacher. We are going to challenge ourselves to read one proverb a day for the next month. Todd sent out the text in church that many of you got that had the Proverbs 1. And if you have the Bible app, that link will be available to you. But if you don't use the app or use it on your phone, each day I'm going to ask you to commit to reading the proverb that corresponds with that day of the month. Okay, so like today, Todd sent out this Proverbs 2 because it's January 2nd. Yesterday was January 1st, and so he sent out Proverbs 1. And he's going to do that in each subsequent day. And I'm going to ask you to read and commit to doing that. Now, I recognize that's going to take at least, I mean, it's going to really put you out. You're going to be out at least five to seven minutes each day. And I want you to get your mind wrapped around that. If you can't commit to five to seven minutes, man, you might really want to think about is that, do you really want to stay as you are? If you can't commit to five to seven minutes per day, it doesn't, it's not judgment, okay, because we've all been there, but you're going to stay as you are. Now, that's not what you want. You want to pray, God, I don't want to stay as I am. I want to come as I am, but I want to become and be something different. And I can't think of a time of year, a season, where we might emphasize becoming better and doing something new than New Year's. And so that's why we've just, you know, correlated that. My family's been doing this for years. Each morning um, <clears throat> when we get up, we do our daily Proverbs together, and it's so helpful. It's always a battle. Now, most times it's a battle because, you know, you're rushing to get up early, but when we get started, you know, starting's the hardest part, right? Just getting going. And so I want to encourage each of us to do that over the next 30 days. And you may say, why, why would we look at daily wisdom from the Proverbs, okay? Because I think there's a number of things it's going to do. Boys and girls, I want you to help me tomorrow morning at some point. Remind your parents. Say, hey, aren't we going to do what Brother Jason said? Because it's going to be hard to make new habits and to change some things. And so I want to encourage you to do that. At the very least, maybe at this point you're still far enough, so far along in your spiritual journey that you don't need something as simple as this. Well, maybe your children do. And so you could humble yourselves to read to them, to your grandchildren, somebody in your life, and make this a part of your next routine for the next 30 days. So that's what we're going to be shooting for doing. I believe that this is going to start something that will help every one of us 
on a journey towards becoming more of who God wants us to be. Now, we might say, why, why, why do we need to do this? And so what, what is the reason that we would take a moment? And so I want to talk today in this time together on, on wisdom and what the Bible tells us about wisdom. And I want to start by looking at point number one, if you will, a discussion on really what is the source of wisdom, all right? And this is very important. How many have ever heard the phrase, hey, um, what, can you trust the source or get back to the source? See, the source of something is very, very important. You know, you got to go back to the source, they say. Well, what is really the source of wisdom? Now, we must say that the Bible makes some claims about the source of wisdom. Now, I recognize that this is a claim that something is making of itself, so we have to decide, do we trust the Bible? And those are questions that, that people are asking themselves, and I have concluded that I do trust the Bible. The, the wisdom and the insights that are there that have been passed down from generation to generation, and I choose to not buy into more modern thinking that may challenge the ancient sources when they are able to stand up. But the Bible makes some claims, and I want us to look here at a couple of passages from Proverbs. The Bible in the book of Proverbs personifies, some of you, my, my teachers, my students, you know what that word is. Some of these old folks don't forgot what that is. What is personification? Somebody who's under 12, tell me what is personification. Oh, they don't want to jump out there. All right, so I'm going to help you. Personification is whenever a writer takes an inanimate object and he makes it talk or personifies it like a person, okay? And look, so you're wondering, oh, my English teacher said that. You gotta, if you want to learn, you got to listen. And the Bible uses that literary device called personification when it describes wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8. Verses 12, it says what? I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. So there's a, there's a series of passages here that personifies wisdom. Now, in this description from the Bible, we understand some things about wisdom. And then we jump down here to verse 22 and listen to what it says. Speaking of wisdom, speaking of itself, it says, The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. I was appointed in ages past, at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he had made the earth and fields and the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. You see, wisdom is a fabric of the reality that we live in. All right? From the very beginning, the Bible tells us that wisdom is part of God's nature. 
It is intertwined into his action and into his being. It's the, the just like whether it's gravity or all of these sorts of things, one of the, the fascinating things to me about science and ironic at the same time is that the further that you go down into the scientific method and you think and, and you look at that, some see all of that complexity and somehow it causes them to reject the idea of God and a creator. But when I see all of the complexity and all of the things that are there, I see the very opposite. I see how everything is intertwined from the smallest to the largest, and there is this, this design that is involved in it. So I guess it's all in what you're looking for. The Bible says that wisdom was the, even the architect of this, all part of order. Have you noticed how in life, in nature, in everything, there's an order? There's a system in place. Proverbs chapter 3, 19 and 20, look what it says. By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he created the heavens. By his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth's birth forced and the dew settles beneath the night sky. So really the source of wisdom is God. He is the source of all wisdom. Now, God is a big being. He's the creator, the sustainer, everything. So he is the true source. And as he has allowed wisdom to permeate the rest of creation, the, it's, it's there, right? It's in nature. It's in, these, in, in, in economic systems. It's in all these different things. And there are different sources that point back to the true source of wisdom, which is God. Now, how many people, unfortunately, look to some of these secondary sources and they try to disprove the primary source of wisdom? It's backwards, okay? Is You don't go to a secondary source to try to understand the primary source. What do you do? You go to the primary source to evaluate and understand the secondary sources. If any of you watch news, have you ever noticed that depending on what channel you're watching, depending on what their source of information is, is the whole narrative is completely different. One particular channel has a source that makes you think this. Another channel has a source that makes you think that. And then there's another third and a fourth and a fifth, and so you're trying to figure out what to think, what to believe. Why? Because there's all sorts of different sources. It's imperative that you go to the best and most primary source that you have. And the best and most primary source that we have when it comes to understanding wisdom is in the ancient words of those who were led by God under the direction of the Holy Spirit to show us the true source of wisdom, which is from the Scriptures. Now, even that can be challenging because different people have different interpretations. And that's why we have Sunday school where we teach kids. We have Bible study. We have vacation Bible school while we do discipleship so that we can try to correctly, or as the Bible would say, even of itself, rightly divide the word of truth. Because if you don't truly understand, you might be erroneous. You might be off. And certainly many people have gotten off track. But we still want to try our best to go back to the source of all wisdom, which is God and His Word, to understand if we want to be successful and meaningful in this attempt. So the source of wisdom is God. 
Are you looking to the source of wisdom or have you allowed a lot of the other secondary sources to influence more of what you think about and how you react? Very, very difficult in this day and age because we're flooded with so much information. Sometimes the old ways are not necessarily bad ways. Sometimes they're better ways to go back to the source. Now, when I think about source, I cannot help but think of a very famous proverb, chapter 1, verse 7. It's not the word source, but it says what's the foundation or what is the basis of wisdom and knowledge. And that's this, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. You see, the foundation of finding wisdom is fear of the Lord. Now, when we say fear of the Lord, we don't mean that type of scared. No, it's more of awe, reverence. Now, there might be some fear in, in it whenever we're doing what we shouldn't do, but it's an awe and a reverence. This is the basis for understanding wisdom. Do you have a reverence and a fear and awe of God who created you? This is how you can begin to understand what it is. The source of wisdom is found in God from the very beginning. Revealed to us in the scriptures, which is why we're looking at those when we come to church. Look, there's nothing wrong with self-help. There's nothing wrong with people who give you their opinions. These are all valid and le legitimate. But when those opinions and those helps are different from the better source, which is the Bible, the reliable source, what do you do? You have to question the other sources and weigh them against the one that has stood the test of time. Now, we don't want to just look this morning at the source of wisdom. The next thing I want us to look at this morning is the purpose of wisdom. Because you might be saying, why are we here today? Why are we even doing this? Well, guess what? I don't have to make this up. You, I don't have to give you my opinion on this either. Because the Bible is going to tell us exactly what the purpose of doing this is. You might be saying, why would I take five to seven minutes of my day and read one of these daily proverbs? Well, guess what? It's going to tell us right here what the purpose of that is. Look what it says in chapter 1, verses 2 through 7. All right? Their purpose. Uh-oh, right there. Their purpose, these writings, are to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. So what is the purpose of wisdom? There's five things right here that are given to us as the purpose for doing this. Pur the purposes are the first one, is knowledge. Look what it says, to teach you. See, you have to have a certain amount of knowledge. Now, knowledge is not the same as wisdom, but you have to have some knowledge to have wisdom. I've heard it said, and many of you have heard me say this before, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that it doesn't go in a fruit salad. All right? And you can, you can say wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. All right? But you do have to have some knowledge. And the purpose of wisdom is so that you can gain some knowledge. The Bible wants us to be taught to be not a dumb dumb. Now, many people in this life are dumb dumbs. They won't learn. 
all they want to do is run their mouth and not listen. And so as a result, they don't have much knowledge. Now, boys and girls, school is important. Whether that's a place that you go to, whether it's a place that you learn at home, whether it's your life, gaining knowledge is something that God wants you to do. Now, every one of us have a different capacity to understand and to gain knowledge, okay? Depending on maybe how smart we are, how intelligent, and that all comes in different forms. But every one of us should want and be teachable to gain knowledge. This is something God wants us to do, which is why we read, we study, we learn. One of the purposes of the Proverbs and of wisdom is to gain knowledge. Are you in a process of gaining knowledge? Or do you think you know it all? Or are you like just comfortable where you are? One of our goals should, this year should be that, hey, I'm going to become more knowledgeable. I remember a few years back, I was so inspired by something that Miss Marlene did. She probably doesn't even remember this, but she said, hey, I'm going to commit to reading some books this year just to gain knowledge. And Miss, Miss Marlene is in her 70s. And she... <gasps> That's okay. All right? So, look, because what? She wanted to gain knowledge. What are you and I doing to gain knowledge? All right? Now, that knowledge, however, is not the end game of wisdom. Because we all know people who are super knowledgeable but couldn't get out of the rain. They don't know how to apply that knowledge appropriately. Okay? And so we got to move on. What are some of the other purposes of wisdom? The Bible tells us insight to help you understand. Hey, one of the reasons that we learn and we listen and we, we go to the Proverbs is so we can have insight. Have you noticed that some people can observe something and they have better insights as to what happened? Whereas some people are clueless. They see the same thing that you saw, but they missed it. They don't have very good insight. Well, guess what? If you want to gain insight have better understanding, then you have to grow in wisdom. You have to gain some knowledge, but you also need insight. So this is part of what our purpose for wisdom is, is to gain insight. How much better and would it be in your life if you had better understanding and insight? This is one of the reasons that some people are able to be more successful than others. They have better insights. You know, we call it a lot of different things, but they can read and understand. They see what's happening. And others are just like, da, 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 da. you know, they don't know what's going on. All right? But wisdom, part of its purpose is to give us insight. Number three, purpose of wisdom, discipline. Look what it says right here. To teach you to live disciplined lives. Now, this is where a lot of us fall out, right? We like getting knowledge. We actually don't mind growing in insight. But, man, disciplined lives what does a disciplined life mean? It means that, that you are controlling your life so that it becomes what you want it to be. So wise people discipline their lives. They don't just let their life happen. Now, I can personally attest to this. You can have tremendous knowledge, and you can have great insight. But if you're not willing to discipline yourself, the knowledge and the insight won't help you. I can honestly tell you a tremendous amount about healthy eating, all right, about exercise and the effects that it has on your body and the way that the calories work and in versus out and all that. But guess what? I have failed miserably. 
for a lot of years in my life in applying that knowledge and insight in my life in a disciplined way. I mean, there's no point in hiding it. I mean, if you're watching on the camera, you're here, you know it. I mean, it's not like, I mean, no, there's no angle, right, that I can turn. It's not the camera putting the pounds on, right? It's the lack of discipline. And so part of my goal, as it is every year, and hopefully I'm going to be more successful, is that I've got to apply this knowledge and insight to live a more disciplined life. And, and if you're honest, you could say the same thing. Maybe it's the way you talk, the way you think, the where you go, what you do, how you dress. I mean, you, you fill in the blank there. But if you want to grow in wisdom, it's all about are you willing to be disciplined? This is hopefully one of the goals. Now, you know, you, you might be here going, today, well, I've tried. Well, guess what? I've tried in not just that area, in multiple areas, okay? But guess what? The good news is you got a 2022, a new year, a new start. You might be able, you can do better if you apply these principles, the purposes that we see here in wisdom. Look at number four, D. One of the purposes of wisdom is success. You realize God wants you to be successful? That abundant life thing, he meant that. He does not want you to be unsuccessful. God literally put into the fabric of this world the principles to help you be successful in living, right? Look what it says right there, to teach people to live successfully. So if you want to live a successful life, then you have to apply the principles of wisdom that we see here in his word. Now, granted, success can be misdefined. Some people define success erroneously. And as a result, they, they, they get all sorts of things mixed up. So we're going to look through over the next month, what, is, what does the Bible say is a successful life? And some of us have been successful. Many of you have been very successful in multiple areas and in parts of your life. Have been successful in others. And this is the nature of life, right? It's, it's, you know, I've, I've failed miserably in, in some areas. But in some areas, I've done really well. And grace, you know, thankful to God for it. But that doesn't mean that I should rest and be happy with the successes that I've had. No, I need to work hard to be successful in the other areas. And so this is part of the thought process is, hey, how do I begin to work hard and do better in the areas that I have not been successful at? Because that's what God wants for me. The whole purpose of this is to become more successful. The fifth purpose that we see right there of wisdom is right living. Look what it says, to help people to do what is right, just, and fair. I mean, you realize that one of the purposes of wisdom, the purpose of learning wisdom, the purpose of doing what we're doing is to learn to, to live right. Now, if you just want to live wrong, well, I mean, then this is going to help you, all right? But if you want to live right and you want to do what's right and you want to try to be fair and just and equitable, guess what? You're going to shoot to gain wisdom because that's the purpose of wisdom. Right living. Certainly when we think about a new year, we're thinking about, hey, how to live better, to do things in a more right way, and this is a part of it, and we're right here at the source. Now, we've seen the source of wisdom, which is God and His Word. We see here the Bible tells us what the purposes of wisdom are. Now I want us to look real quick at some of the benefits of wisdom. As you might say, hey, you know, I mean, why, why, why should I do this? And I mean, you might, you might even ask a question, well, who is, this, who is this really for? You know, well, guess what? 
It's for you. It's for me. Notice what it says right there in starting in verse. It, um, <clears throat> let me find my verse here. Go, to, go down. Go to the next one. There we go. In 4 and 5. Look what it says right here. These proverbs will what? You might say, well, I'm not, I'm not as smart as someone else. I'm, I'm not as smart as she is, or I'm not as smart as he is. Well, guess what? It's okay. These proverbs, wisdom, will give insight to the simple. So no matter where you are on the intelligent spectrum, this can only benefit you. Well, you may say, well, I'm too young, or I'm not old enough to worry about wisdom. Look, this is if young people is who we really want to teach wisdom to. Because, see, wisdom affects our decision-making. And every person in here, if they're honest, can look and say, you know what? I made some decisions back then that made it harder today. You see, decisions and decision-making, which we're going to be talking about as, a, as part of this process over the month, see, decisions are always easier and better at the front than they're going to be later. Very, very seldom in life are decisions better later and easier. Because when you make one decision, it starts kind of putting you in a place where now you've got to deal with the ramifications of that decision in this decision. And many people are, are dealing with that in their life, in economics, in relationships, mentally, physically, all of these things, right? Poor decisions early make it more difficult later. Number one, Every poor decision early starts eliminating options and decisions later. And now you've got to account for different things. So it's very important that our young people from the earliest of ages start gaining wisdom. Some of you in here are very wise. I can attest to this. There are people in here and people in my life, some watching this, who, who have tremendous wisdom. And I call them and ask them questions because I feel like they have more wisdom than I do. And so, so you may be one of those folks. Well, you might say, well, I don't need to do this. Well, guess what? Look what it says right here. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser still. So no matter how smart or unsmart you are, you know, that ain't a word. No matter how young or how old you are, no matter how wise or unwise you are, this is for you. This is for me. Every one of us can benefit from gaining more wisdom. Look, if you're here today and you think, I, I, there's nothing I could benefit from this, trust me, that right there shows me there's more than you realize that you could benefit from doing this little exercise over the next 30 days. Now, these benefits, how can you benefit? What are some of the benefits that we see from wisdom? Again, I don't have to make it up. It's already right here listed for us, okay? In Proverbs chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, it says, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Three benefits right here that all of us can gain from wisdom. Number one, instruction. Of course, we've talked about that. What does it say right there? Knowledge and understanding. Hold on. A treasure of what? Common sense? Man, you ever heard the statement, common sense ain't so common? Don't we all meet people who lack common sense, who don't seem to know how to apply the knowledge correctly? 
They don't have understanding of, of what's really going on. And that's this whole idea of insight. Is look, this exercise in gaining wisdom will provide instruction. Not just for you, but for everybody in your life. The second benefit of wisdom, protection. Look what it says right there. Look at these three particular ways he describes wisdom. Shields those who walk in integrity. It guards the path of the just. It protects those who are faithful. You see, if you will truly embrace wisdom and you will commit to gaining wisdom in your life, guess what it says? The Bible says that that's going to shield you if you walk in integrity. So, look, there's plenty of things out there in this life that you need to be shielded from, right? Danger, destruction, all sorts of temptation. Having wisdom is a benefit. It will help shield you from all of those things. It'll guard the path of the just. See, if you actually try to live right, the Bible says that wisdom that was part of the fabric of the world from the beginning will help guard your life. And this happens so often. Have you ever heard the story, um, boys and girls, or you heard someone say, well, look, if you don't tell a lie, you don't have to remember what you say? You see, if you walk in integrity and you don't tell lies, guess what? You don't even have to worry. You just always tell the same story, the true story. What happened? And so in that way, you're protected from a lot of the other struggles and things that others have. And it protects those who are faithful. Look, wisdom will protect you. It'll protect you because, number one, you'll make better choices. And guess what happens when you make better choices? When you make better choices, you're in better environments. And when you're in better environments, you meet better people. And better people help build you up. And so guess what? All these things are a part of this process of protection that wisdom offers you. So wisdom, a benefit is instruction. Man, so many people need better instruction. And this is a way for them to get it. Many people need protection. They need protection from themselves, from their own bad decisions, and then the bad decisions of others. And then thirdly, what's the third benefit of wisdom we see right here in this passage? Is that wisdom will give you direction. Look what it says right there. You will find the right way to go. How many people in life don't have direction? They don't know where they're going. They don't, I have had so many people tell me, Pastor, you know, I'm doing this right now, but I just don't feel like this is what I want to do forever. I just don't feel like I have direction. I just can't see myself doing this for the next 15, 20 years. Or, or I just don't see this relationship in this way. Or I feel like my kids don't have any direction. I feel like they're just kind of going out and doing in a different where they don't need to be. See, we all need direction. We need to know our own trajectory and our own direction, but then we also need to have a good, clear understanding of our direction so that we can what? Help other people in the direction that they need to go. See, we're all different. We all have different tasks, different things that we need to do, different jobs, different roles, but, but we all need to have a direction. And we can gain good, wise direction from spending time in the Proverbs. In God's Word, we'll know the right way to go. 
you feel like you're on the right path, going in the right direction today? Or do you feel like you're just kind of going wherever the wind blows you? Many people in life, this is what they do. They live their entire life just kind of going where the wind blows with no direction. And I don't want us to be in that boat. I don't want our boys and girls to feel like they don't have direction. And so, so if you don't have instruction and you don't have protection and you don't have direction, well, guess what? It's very difficult to make good decisions. And if you spend any amount of time with people, you realize that many people are making bad decisions. And guess what happens? The more bad decisions you make, the worse your life gets. Because why? This world, our sin nature is pulling us to do what? The wrong things. To go to where we shouldn't, do what we shouldn't, say what we shouldn't. These are the pulls that are out there. And so we have to fight against that by trying to connect with God. And one of the primary ways that we do that in decision making is to learn wisdom. Remember that the source of wisdom is Him, not something else. Now, we may see examples, reflections, information in secondary sources, but ultimately the primary source is God. The purposes of wisdom, we looked at those, the purposes and ultimately the benefits. And so that leads us full circle back to what I want to ask you today is will you commit, am I willing to commit to taking this what I'm going to call the daily wisdom challenge? Say, okay, for the next, now we're at 29 days, but let's just say for the next 29 days, I'm going to read one of these daily Proverbs in the hopes that I'm going to gain some knowledge, some insight, all those things like that, that I'm going to, to, get, to start understanding the purpose and the benefits and everything. And this is going to be a, a process that's going to look different for different people. But what I can assure you of is this, is each one of us that will commit to doing this, from the youngest person to the oldest, if you will embrace the wisdom that God has for you each day, I believe something remarkable can happen in the life of a child all the way up to the life of a senior adult. And so I want to encourage you, challenge you, and I'm going to pray for you right now that we would be able to do this. And it's going to lead us ultimately to better decision-making because that's what it's about, is making the type of decisions that He has for us. And so I want you to contemplate seriously, am I committing to doing this as I pray for you right now? Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for all of the blessings. We're specifically grateful today for your wisdom for the ability that you have given us to make good choices and to apply knowledge appropriately. And we see many of the blessings in our life have come because of our application of the wisdom you have given us. We pray, Lord, that you would help each of us to make a commitment in our hearts today to Spend a few moments each day over this next 30 days to read your word. The wise words of those from our past who communicate your truth to us. Lord, I pray against the distractions and 
the apathy and everything that would fight against each of us to prevent us from following through on a commitment like this. Lord, I pray a blessing upon each of us as we endeavor to embrace your wisdom. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.